Hello everyone, a little bonus uh, extra episode uh, for you lot the, this week. Um, just had some thoughts playing on my mind, I thought I might as well share them now before I before I forget. Um, yeah, so if you saw my last episode or listened to it, um, I got a got the call to compete on American Ninja Warrior, so from me recording this now, that was yesterday. Um, and uh yeah it's quite quite an amazing feeling um it was actually no it's weird because i guess the excitement hasn't quite hit me um it's probably one of those things where i probably won't get like really pumped for it until i'm until i'm there and i think that's when it'll really really hit me so um yeah it's it's, it's i feel like i'm in a very weird weird frame of mind i um hard to describe there are obviously people who might be listening to this who are getting ready for the show uh in australia um and i'm just trying to think back i think the first two years i was super 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 excited and happy but also extremely nervous um and i'd be lying if i wasn't saying that me thinking about america now i'm a tad nervous, but it's probably not so much nerves. It's more understanding. It's understanding the opportunity that I'm about to potentially get. Um, and it's not letting the opportunity or that thought of how big it could be become too big. Because uh, I think I've spoken to some people and I think some people are getting very nervous about how they're going to go on the show. And even though I could very easily get into that mindset, which I'm sort of in the middle, I'm on the brink, I'm on the, I'm on the brink of, of being like, wow, it's amazing to, oh God, wow, what did I, I'm not really thinking so much about how badly I can do. Obviously, I want to, if I'm going there, I'm, if I'm going to, you know, be paying and whatnot to fly across the world to, to compete on, on the, sh- on the show, I obviously don't want to do badly. That'd be, no one wants to do badly, but I think what I'm reminding myself now is, well, I've put in the training, but not only have I put in the training, I actually understand how to read the course a lot better than I could have in the first two years, uh, three years, two years. Um, you know, I didn't have the confidence on the obstacles that I do now. Um, so even if the course is stupidly hard, um, what's it's only hard because mentally you let the course beat you. I think it's it's one of those things where, and I'm, this is also for for new people who don't necessarily who don't necessarily have that experience. You have to. The best thing I think you can do, and this is how I'm looking at it, is. You haven't even seen the course yet. You're not there. You're not on the course yet. You don't need to be stressing and worrying about obstacles you've never seen before. You haven't, you're not there. So the best thing I can advise you to do, because this is my game plan, is I'm going to be training as I, as I usually am, you know, working on my skills, refining, working on my endurance. For me, it's a matter of doing multiple runs because I know in America they're filming, um, they're qualifying and they're, you know, they call them city finals, but semifinals uh, over here, I'm going to be doing um, 
sorry, over there, let me clarify, they, they, they film those back to back, meaning they film one on one night and one the next night. So you don't get a few days rest, you don't get to recover. I actually even heard um, when I spoke to the producer, he, he says they actually film it all in the one night, which I find insane. I don't know if, if he was, I don't know if he, that's what he meant. But basically, it's going to be back to back. So for me, I'm going to continue on my training that I've already been doing, multiple obstacle course runs in a session, making sure that I'm running six obstacles and at least nine, um, making sure that I'm doing long endurance form, adding in, uh, replicating um, previous structures uh, of obstacles. And the other thing is you need to also be watching, you know, latest seasons or the, some of the previous seasons in America and previous seasons in Australia. What you want to study is you want to study the format of obstacles. Now, I know just from experience, you know, the first obstacle is always going to be some sort of, you know, leg agility-based obstacle, whether it be the steps, uh, floating steps. In America, now it's the mushroom steps. Um, so if you can't, because a lot of these obstacles you can't actually train on, because especially in Australia, we don't have a lot of those obstacles. Um, some of the big dynamic ones. So the best thing you can do, and this is what I'm doing or going to be doing, is I'm going to be, I've got very specific ninjas that I um, look to because they are the closest to my height. So me watching, me watching, for example, Ashlyn, I love you, Ashlyn, but it's not realistic because he is a very special human and can do very special things. And he is not, he does not resemble or he's not close um, in my reach, in my length. So if you have specific ninjas that you look to, um, what I suggest you do is go on YouTube, watch their runs, watch how they move, watch, you know, where they might struggle, where they excel, look at, you know, the, the length that, you know, the distance that they cover, um, find someone that is closest to you and start watching their runs, study. Now study the flow. I think I sorry, started saying before, so generally speaking in Australia, they're going to have, well, we know they're going to end with the wall. We know they're going to start with some sort of step um, uh, agility obstacle. In Australia last year, there was a lot of tramp. So, you know, knowing how to hit that tramp, hitting a tramp just and, and doing a big jump to a, some sort of obstacle, um, that's likely going to come back. You know they're going to have another speed agility obstacle. So, you know, last year was the tuning forks. They might have something different. Um, America's always coming up with new stuff, so who knows? I can't really um, predict, but what I can do is I can study. I can study uh, some of the previous obstacles, look at the distances. Um, I plan on going a bit early, so because I know a lot of the American gyms are very um, dynamic with their obstacles, and they tend to replicate uh, obstacles from the show. So that's why I want to get there, you know, two weeks early, so I can train and. Um, and uh, get the advice from some of the people over there. So yeah, so study the obstacles, watch them. And then from there in your own training, try your best to you know, train course runs. There's no point really working on obstacles individually um, if you don't have the endurance to get through six. So you know you need to get up the wall and it doesn't matter what height you are, it's the same wall. If you can't get up the wall in training, if you're competing, you know, it's going to be a struggle. Like, you've got to be real. But try your best to string it all together and put it all together so that at least if you get to the show, 
you've you, you've experienced you know what it's like to be under sort of uh, comp uh, some sort of comp um uh, what's the word i'm looking for um comp uh fitness that's the best thing i can think of right now uh so you don't want to make sure you have that endurance so that you can string together multiple obstacles there was another point but it eludes me right now um so yeah watch study obstacles try and implement um course runs into your training ah yes now the you won't know what obstacles you're going to get until you're there until the, the night of they'll take you through your course run you get one chance to watch okay you get one chance to watch uh, a demonstration don't talk to someone don't get distracted stay in the moment watch that person do the obstacle once you've watched them assess like watch sorry once you've watched them do the obstacle um actually even before you even watch them when they start talking about it start looking at the design look at where all the hinges are how it moves or what or, and listen to what they're saying they'll say oh you know you jump from this and this swings so you, you obviously know that there's a you know a, 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 a what's what i'm looking for a fulcrum or a, there's you know it's going to swing in a different in a certain direction and then you watch how it's executed you look at how many steps the person takes you look at how many swings they take you look at what foot they stepped forward with or um, what hand they reached with. Really try and take it in. And then as people ask questions, they're going to come up with things that maybe you didn't think of. Use their knowledge that um, uh, that people are, I guess, are using or expressing uh, and, try and, and process that. So someone might ask, oh, can you do this? And they might say, oh, well, you know, you know, we, we didn't say you couldn't. Um, so you go, okay, all right, well, there's a strategy, you know. So you start to start taking in things. Oh, someone might ask, oh, what about if we try this? And they'll say no. So you go, okay, cool. I know I can't do that. So then what you can start doing is you start looking at all those obstacles and you break them down into, you know, how they move, how you're going to move. Does it require patience? Does it require, uh, you know, massive send? Um, do I just have to just, you know, go for it? All these little things you can add up. And then what you do is you create a plan. You create the plan of how you're going to execute the course. And I have found that when I've actually created that plan and gone through to my brain and I've actually gone through the course uh, in my head, uh, you know, from a first, first, first point of view, um, from my point of view, sorry, um, I have found that it's kept my stress levels recently much further down. Um, I don't really try and get stressed anymore because I'll create my plan and my goal is always to execute my game plan on my terms and not on me being scared of the obstacle. And I have found the people who do poorly, um, especially on their first seasons, are the ones who didn't have a plan um, or just necessarily didn't, you know, just wasn't feeling, wasn't feeling confident in themselves. So for me personally, Having a game plan gives me confidence and allows me to relax and allows me to execute a lot better because I've already I've already thought about the moves. And um, perfect example, uh, Fred Dorrington, who was one of the first people I interviewed um, for the podcast. If you scroll right down to the bottom, re-listen to his interview. Um, really, really, really um, valuable stuff. Uh, my friend Perry. Um, so look up, I think it's episode four, uh, The Worldwide Ninja. He's got some very good tips. If you look at, um, listen to the, just a few um, 
episodes down, uh, Joe Morowski, the weatherman, um, he has some very good tips. I reckon if you've already listened to it, scroll to about 50 minutes, and that's when he starts breaking down um, how people process things um, in the middle of a run. So I've already interviewed a lot of ninjas who have expressed a lot of useful tips. Ben Polson, scroll down. He's got some. He's got some really good advice uh, regarding your mindset. So there's there's plenty of things that that you can you can do uh, to be ready. But the most important thing is don't worry about a course that you haven't seen yet. Okay, I believe in you, and I believe that you can crush if you are competing. Good luck. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, sorry if I was a bit all over the place. I just had to get all my thoughts out. But uh, Good luck to anyone competing uh, and train hard these next few weeks. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Way of the Ninja podcast. If you want to be kept in the loop, please subscribe so that we can teach you how to be a ninja in life and on the course.